All right. So today, President Biden announced some moves with regard to energy. He basically made a kind of a three pronged approach, much of which, not surprisingly, was an attack on the oil industry, saying, well, if the oil industry would just lower its prices, gas would be less. And they're making so much money. My message to the American energy companies is this. You should not be using your profits to buy back stock or for dividends. Not while a war is raging. You should be using these record-breaking profits to increase production and refining. He also announced that he's going to continue to drain out the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Another 15 million gallons. It's down to now 400-something. Normally, when it's full, it's about 700-something. So we're a little above 50% of what we normally keep it for. So let's try to get the uh, I mean, he, he, he didn't take any questions on it. Somebody uh, well, somebody asked him if this was politically motivated. Here's how that went. What is your response to Republicans who say you are only doing this SPR release because to help Democrats in the midterms? Where have they been the last four months? That's my response. Is it politically motivated, sir? This no, it's not. Three weeks it's before the midterms. Look, it makes sense. I've been doing this for how long now? It's not politically motivated at all. It's motivated to make sure that I continue to push on what I've been pushing on. And that is making sure there's enough oil that's being pumped by the companies so that we have the ability to be able to produce enough gas that we need here at home, oil we need here at home. And at the same time, keep moving in the direction of providing for alternative energy. That's what I've been doing. Now, the problem is these guys are asleep. I don't know where they've been. And they seem, you know, the price at the pump should reflect what the price of a barrel of oil costs. And it's not going down consistently. Paul Sankey's with us, lead oil and gas equity analyst for Sankey Research, to talk about this. Hi, Paul. Hi. Okay. What was true about what President Biden said and what was false? Well, I mean, it's politically motivated, so <laughs> that was okay. About, so uh, everything he said um, was false, is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's obviously a high level spat between, to say the least, spat between the Saudis uh, who want basically a hundred dollar oil and the administration that wants oil prices as low as possible, and that's triggered some additional action here. Uh, but it is politically motivated, make no question about it. There's not a, a full scale crisis that would trigger an emergency release, which would be you know something something such as a, a major hurricane or or uh, you know war that affected supplies in the way that uh, hasn't actually happened yet with the Russia oil still flowing. So right. So now explain to explain to our audience, Paul, what does releasing oil from the U.S. reserve, especially at these levels, do to the uh, economic uh, bubble of of oil prices, especially when it isn't an emergency and you continue to do it and continue to put this into the marketplace. What are the short and long-term ramifications of that with regard to the price of, of gas for, for people, average people? Well, the, the chief disconnect, which is really basic, is that this oil stored in the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is crude oil, so it's unrefined. And obviously, when you consume oil that you fill up at the pump, you're using gasoline, which is in a very sophisticated refinery, about half the barrel of crude oil will yield gasoline. So half of it's not gasoline anyway. And then in order to get it into gasoline, obviously you've got to refine it. And as you know, with the pressure on environmental regulations, with the difficulties of maintaining profitability, 
with the desire to to do low carbon biofuels and stuff. Essentially, we've lost a lot of refining capacity in this country, and I'm just consistently surprised that nobody seems to realize that the problem is that you're tight on refining, not on crude oil. So essentially, he's pushing on a string by pushing out this emergency crude oil. And then, of course, there's a further disconnect between the refinery and the gas pump, because obviously you've got to transport the stuff. There's you know, how much you're charging at the pump, which isn't set by Exxon or Chevron. A lot of the stations that you see branded Exxon, Chevron aren't owned by them. Uh, they may be supplied by them, but it's just not a direct relationship. And the president continues to labor with the idea that the price of crude oil goes down, so the price of gasoline at the pump should go down. Eventually it will, but it's just not that simple. Well, he also continues to sort of demonize these oil companies and saying, how dare you make record profits? How dare you use your money to buy back dividends? Now, average Americans certainly can side with that because they say, yeah, you know, these, these fat cats are getting rich enough, and that's a common theme. But then, theoretically, you could say the same thing to Big Pharma. Why did Pfizer or Moderna make profits on a vaccine when we had a you know international emergency? Why didn't they just do it for, for cost so that the American government didn't have to pay $20 per vaccine? Uh, you know, why, is, why does Apple charge for a new iPhone? This isn't a time to do that. Now people need their iPhones and there's a war going on. So isn't this a little bit, you know, in, in, in a free market, and a, and, a, and a democratic government, you know, where the oil is not run by the government, isn't it a little silly to be yelling at companies like stop making profits? 100%. I mean, it makes no sense. And, and the examples you gave are absolutely excellent. Pharma rips you off badly. I don't know why they aren't under more pressure. Insulin in the UK, by the way, where I'm from, is free for anyone. And then, of course, as you say, Apple is making the products using coal-fired power in China, using probably labor that isn't under U.S. standards, but nobody complains about buying an iPhone. It's certainly not about Apple's profitability in Washington because they're so powerful there. And yet the oil companies, which essentially, by the way, these companies basically are engineers. You know, they're trying to get the oil out of the ground in very difficult places and get it to your, your, your car it's an engineering feat more than anything. There's this idea that they're deliberately screwing the American people when they just kind of aren't. Additionally, if you come to power on the basis that you want an environmental agenda, you have to recognize that you're going to have to pay for that. And part of that would probably be more efficient use of gasoline by U.S. consumers, which would probably mean higher gas prices. So to suddenly start complaining about gas prices when you've come in saying we want to get rid of oil companies doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Right. And isn't uh, that whole thing about we want to get rid of oil companies, which he certainly did, he ran on that platform, right. part of the reason that these oil companies aren't investing more or whatever, because they go, look, as soon as things cool down or things rushes over, you're going to turn back to demonizing us and, and taxing us out of existence, so we're not going to invest in stuff now. He hasn't created any kind of atmosphere that would motivate these people to take advantage, even if there are drilling things available, which are drying up in addition. Absolutely. And you also see it where I'm at on Wall Street, where basically the risk of government affecting the oil companies makes nobody want to own the shares. And that raises the cost of capital for the oil companies to get a bit more technical and makes, makes the marginal return they need to reinvest higher. So if, you, if a government such as powerful as the U.S. government is attacking a given set of companies, it absolutely reduces their willingness to reinvest. In fact, you do the opposite and you buy back stock to get yourself smaller and less of a target, and that's Which is exactly what they're the doing. Um, right. Quick answer: A year from now, where do you see gas prices? 
God, I'm and oil oil prices. <laughs> I should say oil prices. You're you're in the oil business, not the gas business. <laughs> we do both. I mean, you know, the Saudis want 100, right? And we're at 90, so I think they'll be higher. <laughs> Fascinating stuff. Thank you so much for uh, spending a little bit of time with us. I always learn something when you join us. Uh, appreciate it, Paul. Thank you very much. Pleasure, Mitch. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Research there. More to come on 760 WJR.